Hi and welcome to The Inner Work, the podcast with me, Steve Barker. Let's explore and unpack the inner workings of our subconscious and conscious minds, where we will dive deep into our inner world, where we will create space by giving ourselves permission to press the pause button on life. Let's share this journey together as we discover what makes us tick, seeking out new perspective, insights and strategies that will make our lives easier and our relationships even more meaningful and fulfilling. Join me now as we journey through the amazing world of human behavior. Let's bring some curiosity, wonderment, and a massive dose of fun and unlock our hidden potential for exploring this inner work. Hello and welcome to season two, episode 23 of the Inner Work, the podcast with me, Steve Barker. How are you? I hope that you're having a fantastic week wherever you are, whatever it is you're up to in the world. So today we're going to be looking at relationship choices and this comes from one of our listeners, Lisa Marie. She reached out and she asked a question. She said, hey Steve, can you do a podcast around how to stop falling in love with the same destructive patterns and wrong types? And I said to her, yes, I can do this. And um, here is that podcast for you, Lisa. I hope it helps. Now, I'm going to have a look at this through many different models of human behavior, because this is my area of expertise. I'm a human behavioral specialist. I've been studying human behavior now for oh, well over 20 odd years. And, um, you know, this is often a, a, an interesting concept is to why do people keep choosing the same types of people to have relationships with, even when they know that they're not best suited for that person and the relationship ends up going south. Why do we keep following the same patterns of behavior? And that's what it is. It's a repeating pattern of behavior. And the first thing that we need to do is to raise our conscious awareness to it. We need to be able to recognize when we are making the same thought patterns, when we are choosing our partners to a certain criteria, when we have the same feelings, if we can start to recognize these patterns, then we can change them, we can disrupt them. And you know, one of the best ways to be able to do this is when everything's all settled down, when you are feeling emotionally calm, is to reflect back on the, the past few relationships that you've had. The number of relationships could be one, could be two could be 30 it just really depends on how often you've been through the same merry-go-round and what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to ask ourselves what is it what am I seeking when I'm looking for a relationship what sort of person am I attracted to maybe it's looks maybe it's body image maybe it, maybe it's their stature maybe it's how they dress Maybe um, it's it's where they are in society, whatever it is. We very often are attracted to like-minded people, people who um, get our attention. Ask yourself, what is it that's getting your attention? What's grabbing your attention? One of the other things that we can also start to check in on is what is the role that you feel you're playing within a relationship 
And again, if you've been in a number of relationships, you'll notice a pattern develop of the role that you like to fulfill. Now, perhaps you're a people pleaser. Perhaps you're, you're a rescuer. And I know this is a very common one, a rescuer, where somebody feels that they, they see somebody who they can fix or that they can repair or they can make better. And their role is as the rescuer. And yet the person they're connecting with doesn't think there's anything wrong with themselves or doesn't feel that they need to change or doesn't want to change. So they're going to be very resistant to that. And this is where, you know, then we start to, to get ourselves into that, that clash of interests. So by being able to analyze previous relationships, looking at the person that we're kind of attracted to, why we're attracted to them, to ask ourselves, what is it I want to get from the relationship? What is my role within the relationship? What do I like? What role do I like to play? You know, we see all sorts of roles in relationships. We've got people who are, you know, the warrior, the one who goes out and is, is the breadwinner and, and likes to look after, take care of. We've got the people pleaser, anything for a quiet life. You know, I'm just pleased that I'm in a relationship. We've got the rescuer who wants to change people. We've got the, the clown who wants to have fun. And, you know, that's great. But sometimes relationships are a little bit more around real life than having fun. Another element that we can start to look at is get curious about our beliefs, our belief system. Predominantly around our self-esteem. Because, again, one of the, the underlying subconscious things about a relationship is we're talking about the need for connection. And the need for connection is one of the six core needs of human beings. We want to be connected with somebody. F one of our three universal fears, well, two of them, actually. First, first, well, let me go through the three universal fears. I've already mentioned them a few times, but it's worth touching on them again. The first fear is the fear of being seen as a faker or a fraud or not being good enough. Because if we feel that we're a faker or a fraud or we're not good enough, we're going to be judged. And if we're judged and we are seen as a faker or a fraud or not good enough, then we run the risk of disconnection. We run the risk of becoming disconnected from people. Because ask yourself this. Do you hang around fakes and frauds? Do you hang around people who are all about themselves? Generally not. So we have this, this subconscious fear that perhaps that's going to be us. And we have this this innate need as a human being like i said it's one of the six core needs to be connected we are social animals and again i've mentioned this many times you know if we look at covid and everybody being locked down one of the things that people struggle with is connection they want to be connected with their family with their friends with their significant others with with their tribe with their work colleagues and when that's taken away it impacts our mental health so we have this innate desire to be connected. But if we've got a fear that we, we could become disconnected, that means that there's an underlying fear, again, of not being lovable. And that we're not lovable. We can't, we can't be lovable. So we have this fear that we're going to be left on the shelf. And if we've got low self-esteem and we're not comfortable within our own environment, we can't be happy on our own. We feel we need to have somebody around us. We'll settle for anybody. We'll settle for anything. Anything that gives us that, that need for connection. If, we, if our needs are met, we'll feel happy. But are they being met resourcefully? 
So we have to ask ourselves, you know, am I comfortable in my own skin? Because one of the things that I've discovered as I've got older is if I'm more comfortable with myself, if I can love me, and I mean that with grace and humility, not as a arrogant, big-headed wanker, but if I can love myself with grace and humility, then I don't need other people in my life. But I can want other people in my life. And because I don't need the other person in my life, I can be selective about who I have in my life. And I can pick and choose my friends and my partners with a little bit more um, certainty that they're going to be a good fit. I don't need people, so I'm not grasping for that connection. So if we've got low self-esteem... Perhaps this is influencing or affecting how we choose and select our partners. Another model that I'd like to share with you is the cycle of failure. Now, the cycle of failure is prevalent in all of our lives. We all have this, this cycle of failure. We all have this awareness of it. Nobody likes failure. Failure is uncomfortable. We don't want to be seen as a failure. So... Basically, we start off as an uninformed optimist. And this is the exciting part of a relationship. We're like, yeah, this is all great. Woo-hoo. You know, it's all fun and exciting. Then what we do is we reach a peak. And perhaps even a little bit of self-sabotage comes into this, where we feel that we're, we're not worthy. Again, we come back to the, to the self-esteem. We're not worthy of being in a good relationship. We're not good enough to be in a good relationship. So perhaps we self-sabotage, perhaps we start picking holes, perhaps we start um, to upset the apple cart, or maybe the apple cart's getting upset anyway, because when two humans live together, there's going to be disconnection, there's going to be upset, there's going to be difference of opinions, there's going to be a a clash of values and beliefs. How do you deal with those? So then what we see is we see a downwards trend happening, and we go, oh no, this has happened before. Remember, we're talking about the cycle of failure here. This has happened before. So we've gone from being the uninformed optimist to the informed skeptic. And we're like, oh, God, here we go again. Another relationship. Oh, maybe this one's going to go the same way. And there's a a phrase that I use a lot in coaching. What we focus on is what we're going to experience at the cost of everything else. So if we believe the relationship's going to fail, guess what? Nine times out of ten, the relationship fails. But then what happens we go back around to the start again and we find another relationship or somebody else to hang out with. And what we see here is that then we get the uninformed optimist again. We're like, "Woo, here we go. This is exciting. And what we start to do is we become addicted to this cycle because we've got the certainty and the fun and the, the enjoyment of the initial concept then we get the failure and we become the informed skeptic again and we're like oh god here we go again and then we go round and round and round and this becomes an addictive pattern of behavior so what we can start to look at is many different aspects of why and how we choose the person that we want to be around why are we attracted to these people and somewhere along the cycle we have to break this this repetitive this pattern of behavior. And it could be that maybe we need to look at you know what we want from our relationship and who can provide that. Why do we want to have a relationship? Why don't we feel comfortable with ourselves? And very often, and I've heard this numerous times, and it's even happened to myself, 
the best relationships are the ones that you least look for. They just happen. A lot of people say, I wasn't even looking for a relationship, and now here I am. I've been with this, other, with this person now for 15, 20 years. It's been wonderful. If we're out there looking and hunting for a partner, and I use my language very carefully there, hunting, then perhaps all the switched on cookies and the nice people are going to run a mile because they feel they're being hunted. Whereas if we just go out there and be our natural selves, we may find the person that we really connect with, that soul partner. But first of all, I think the critical element in all of this is that we need to be comfortable within ourselves. We need to be comfortable within our own skin. We need to fully understand ourselves and accept ourselves for everything that we are, the good, the bad and the ugly. We need to do the inner work, which is what this podcast is about. It's about diving deep into ourselves and reflecting, working out ways that we can enhance ourselves, working out ways that we can take ownership of every element of our life. Because when we are at that stage, and we need to continually work work at it, it's not just a, we've arrived, and that's it. It's something we have to continually work at. But when we reach that stage of our life where we do feel comfortable within ourselves, and we don't need other people in our lives. We don't need that connection to meet our core need. It's when we then start to seek out the people that we really, truly enjoy being around. Our values, our beliefs are a match. That we're, we're aligned with each other. And even more than that, if we can throw away the need for a little tick sheet, you know, they must have blonde hair, they must have big shoulders, they must have nice boobs, they must have, um, you know, tight hips, whatever it is, throw away that criteria and just look at the person inside. Perhaps that's how we can start to break the cycle of falling in love or falling for the same person, the same destructive patterns, the wrong types. A little bit of self-reflection can go a long, long way. Reflect on your previous relationships. See if you can come up with some commonalities, some things that were evident in all of those relationships. And don't just look at the other person's behaviours. Look at your behaviours too. Because there's always two people in a relationship. Perhaps during that reflection, you might notice some areas that you could enhance you could improve upon and you could move forward with so i hope this has been of use to you i am by no means a relationship coach but what i am is an expert on the patterns of human behavior and if we can look at these patterns of human behavior and we can start to identify repeated patterns of behavior then we can identify possibly some of the weak areas in our choice of partners all right i'm going to leave that one with you i'd love to hear your thoughts and feelings around this lisa marie i hope that i've answered your question for you and if you've got any other questions or would like to add further to this please share your thoughts you know on the comments on the post that you're listening to this from or even leave a little review in the spotify the apple podcast as to what your thoughts are around this Okay, wherever you are in the world, whatever it is you're up to, I hope you're safe and I'll speak to you again soon.
Until then, take care. Cheerio. Thank you for joining me and taking the time to listen to this episode of The Inner Work, the podcast. I trust you found this enjoyable, interesting and thought-provoking. The next step is to bring your conscious awareness to this new perspective and way of thinking and then apply it to your day-to-day life. As you listen to more Inner Work podcasts and apply them, you will notice subtle yet powerful things changing in your life. If you're already noticing this, I would really encourage you to share these podcasts with your friends and family so that they too may start the journey of the inner work. Please subscribe to these podcasts so that you don't miss out on the next episodes. And whatever platform you're listening to them on, please either leave a review or pop onto my Facebook page, I Am Enough Coaching, and share your experiences. Until the next episode, wherever you are in the world, take care and keep doing the inner work. Toodaloo!